0: I'm going to get started because I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where people just drift in um, and ideally, ideally that will be true of my, our final presenter. Um, so, this is on? Okay, thank you, Melissa. Um, so welcome and I want to thank um, Jim Kimball and Amy Phillips for, uh, for agreeing to present today during this workshop on uh, preventing plagiarism. Um, so. And we really are, in many, we are really talking about preventing plagiarism, but I did think there's also a kind of subtext in a, of catching plagiarism. I mean, it, they almost go hand in hand, right? So the things you do, we're ideally on the front end trying to make sure it doesn't happen, but we are also, I think, setting up things in such a way that students know we are alert to it, and this is a way, if you are cheating, um, we can we can catch you, um, and you're, the likelihood of you getting caught is is greater. So maybe you don't even try it in the first place. Um, so let me um, actually I had Deb set up first. So I'm going to minimize this. Let's Jim. Do you want going first? That's right. Okay. So uh, this is uh, Dr. Jim Kimball from uh, College of Communication and the Arts, and uh, he's going to talk about using the oral defense um, as a way to. Um, Mitigate plagiarism. All
1: right, thank you very much. And bear with me. I have a poll. You don't want to let me cough on you. I won't cough on you, but just in case. Uh, And you'll notice that my voice is probably a little rough around the edges. And uh, mentally, I I put my rate at about 80% today, but we'll make it through. So I thought I might begin this morning with the analogy of protecting your home from robbery. So if there's a a robber or a thief out there and they really, really, really want something from your home uh, and they're really good at what they do, chances are ultimately they'll be able to get it, right? So uh, making your home completely sealed off from those thieves and robbers may be an impossible task, but dissuading them from going to your place, making it more difficult for them, forces them into a sort of cost-benefit analysis. Is it really worth it? to break into this place? um, Or are the obstacles that they've placed in my way so formidable that uh, I might not want to do that? So, For instance, a convincing fake camera in front of your home right, can be a low-cost way of preventing someone from deciding, "Eh, you know what, I'm going to break in there, uh, because you've simply raised the cost for them. I believe that the same process operates when it comes to plagiarism by students. If we increase the level of difficulty for them, make it harder for them, or more daunting for them to plagiarize. They're less likely to do it. And indeed, we find that many plagiarists say that they plagiarized because it was easy. They, were, they knew they'd be able to get away with it, or they had a pretty good shot, uh, and so they did it, especially some of our smarter students. You know, they're able to make it so that it looks like it's their own writing. Oral defenses are one way to increase that level of the daunting nature of the task. When a student realizes, oh wait, I have to sit one-on-one with my professor and defend the ideas that are on that paper, maybe those need to be my ideas. Maybe I need need to not hire someone else to write this essay or to plagiarize from some other uh, source. It is not a cure-all, just as your fake camera isn't going to stop the professional thieves. But at the very least, it's going to most likely reduce the incidences of of plagiarism. So, as you can see the title here, just using the oral defense. I thought I might today offer uh, some thoughts about the philosophy of the oral defense and then some of the logistics um, as they operate in the way that I do it. Naturally, if you do oral defenses, you'll adapt it to your own situations and assignments and so on. So in my writing intensive classes, I do uh, have an oral defense, and I've developed a bit of a philosophy around this. Um, I think it would be easy for an oral defense to become somewhat adversarial. Um, so you are the prosecuting attorney, and you have the witness there, and you're badgering the witness. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It could become that way, particularly if you're pretty sure in your heart that a particular project has been plagiarized. Um, so it could become that way. but. Um, I do think that that fear of an adversarial uh, encounter is part of the deterrence. So I don't know that we necessarily want to construct an oral defense as this friendly encounter. Um, You want to have that slight deterrent value uh, in there when you describe it. Um, So when I describe this assignment, this part of an assignment to my students, I describe it as an academic conversation. In the humanities, we construct arguments. We provide evidence for those arguments. And we try to make them as compelling as possible. And part of that process is defending those arguments, whether it's a critique from somebody um, or an email conversation that we have with somebody after uh, our work is published. So we test our claims against the real world. And this is part of that process. those students who go on to graduate school will certainly be defending their ideas orally. So we're preparing them for that process. Um, but in other careers as well, you ha- do have to defend your ideas. So This is part of the real world. It's an academic conversation that leads us to real world implications. So part of this justification is positive philosophically, philosophically for me. We're engaging the ideas the students have submitted. It's a natural part of the process. At the same time, philosophically, I stress responsibility. There is a responsibility when you're putting ideas down on paper. I explain to them that if I were to plagiarize something and then publish it, that I could be fired by Seton Hall University. And this has happened to professors, I don't know at Seton Hall, but in in academia. Um, And so the university community takes plagiarism very seriously. And if my job is at stake, imagine how it is for others in that process. You could very easily fail a course, um, which is probably lower stakes than losing your job. Okay, so academic dishonesty is very serious, it's part of the responsibility. Um, It is part of my class contract, I don't mean contract as in signature, but I clearly indicate in the syllabus you will be defending your work, I explain what that means. So I want them to know early on, going into the process, um, that they're going to be defending their work so they're mentally prepared for that part of the process. Research does show, and I explain this to them, that research shows a link between an oral defense and lower rates of plagiarism. Now, if someone were to raise their hand and say, can you show me those studies? I I don't know that I would be able to find them. I'm pretty confident that they're out there. But the reason that I say that to them, perhaps it's a bit of a fib, is to establish that link in their minds. I want them to understand that having an oral defense is connected to lower rates of plagiarism, and I want that mindset from, from the outset. Uh, in their minds, so we make that connection. Um, everyone in uh, the class does go through it, so I don't pick and choose students. I guess one could do it randomly, uh, but that probably removes some of the deterrent value, um, so everyone goes through it, uh, and when I am suspicious of a particular project, um, and I, but I don't have proof that there's plagiarism, uh, my questions do become a bit more pointed in this process, so yes?
2: academic process that then also just happens to deter plagiarism, or do you say that this is a mechanism, my mechanism
1: to deter you from plagiarizing? It's both, right? So um, it has a u- utilitarian value, it, uh, it does have has the effect of reducing plagiarism, but it's a natural part of the academic conversation that they don't always get to participate in. You know, often their experience is, I put the ideas on the paper, I get some feedback, but that oral component is often missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know in academia that we do have that you know, frequently. And so it's really expanding that conversation. The fact that it also prevents or mitigates plagiarism is a bonus. So I try to sell it that way. Okay. Right. So that's kind of sort of my philosophical approach to it. Uh, logistically, how I do this, and I have, let uh, maybe about three or four minutes left probably. Okay. Uh, so, for me, the defense is a constituent component of a major writing assignment. And what I mean by that is it bears points on its own. Uh, so, let's say it's a 100 point assignment, uh, and effectively it becomes a 125 point assignment because I attach 25 extra points to the oral defense. And so, it's independent and yet linked uh, to the writing assignment itself. So, everyone needs to go through it. Um, And so there's points attached to it alone. I typically schedule them outside of class time. If we have an exceptional semester, sometimes there's 29 meetings instead of 28. Uh, That 29th can go toward the oral defenses. Uh, And I uh, schedule them in 10 minute increments of time. So it doesn't take too long, but it does add up when you have a class of 18 or 20 or 22, when you're meeting with all of them. And We ordinarily hold these sessions in my office. So that's where they normally take place. I require them to bring a hard copy of their essay with them for a couple of reasons. One is that occasionally uh, I will ask them to read a passage aloud to me. And sometimes you can just get a sense for their ownership of the ideas if they're able to orally say that, read it uh, aloud for you. Um, But more often I will simply ask for the hard copy of the essay and I will page through it and I will ask them questions about specific parts of that essay. So what am I looking for? Before I get to that, I should say, I begin with an innocuous probe, usually, uh, which is I say something like this, is there anything about this essay that you'd like to tell me? (laughs) Now, so far, no one has said, oh, I plagiarized it, (laughs) I'm sorry, right? (laughs) But I assume that ultimately, right, if a student feels guilty about something and they're worried that I might be suspicious, that gives them an opportunity to own up to it, right? So... Uh, particularly if I'm suspicious, I might put a little more point uh, into that opening, seemingly innocuous question. So beyond that point, what am I looking for? So first of all, I am looking for understanding. Okay, does the student understand what's on the page? Um, if they've written it, presumably they're going to understand it, right? If somebody else wrote it or they copied it from something, uh, they're less likely to. So I will ask them to read. Allowed a challenging paragraph, so I'll find some part where there's a nice sophisticated vocabulary word, and I'll say, could you read this aloud for me?" minute, back to them and kind of listen to how they're doing it. I can ask them to explain that challenging pas- uh, passage, or I can ask them to explain, to define a particular word. Okay? Uh, beyond that, I can ask them about those specific word choices, not only what does it mean, but why did you choose this word, what was behind your choice here, sort of explore a little bit there. Um, And then I can ask them more general questions. What are the key points in this essay? Ask them about structural sorts of questions and why they chose those structural uh, choices that they chose. I can also look for ownership of their uh, essay, especially if the essay is notably different or notably better than other work they've submitted that semester. That, of course, is a red flag. So I can ask about that. So you you might ask, uh, this paper has a different voice than your earlier work. Can you tell me about that? And maybe they have a, a good reason for that. Maybe they just did throwaway work earlier on in the semester, and this one they really focused on. This is their true voice. All right, so I can see that. But you may ask all about the writing process itself. Did they own that? Where did you write this essay? Were you in the library? Were you at home? Which computers did you use? How did you find your sources? What databases did you use? which source was most helpful? And here I like to look at their references. We use APA style and pick a source and ask them about that particular source, how they came across it. So I say, tell me about this source. And as an anecdote here, I once actually did uh, catch a student that I was 99% sure had plagiarized or engaged in some form of academic dishonesty. Because in my field, there's a a really well-known essay by a, a scholar named wick Elms from 1925. So I lecture about it, I talk about how important it is, and a student cited it. I thought, that's hard, a hard-to-find source. right? It's not in our library. It was a book chapter published in 1925. So for the student to have accessed it, they would have had to use EasyBorrow or go to a different library. But he told me he found it in our library. I said, mm, show me where. So he wasn't able to show me where he found it in our library, and that became the proof for the plagiarism. I always end the session with a statement of responsibility. I will ask them directly. I'll look them in the eyes. And I will say, did you author this paper? All right, so I want to see that connection there. And so far, they've all said yes. Um, but I suspect someday someone will say, "You know, yes, yes, I authored this paper. Um, and I'll get a sense for that. So back to the idea of uh, robbing your home. I don't think that the task is to make it impossible for the thief, but it's simply to raise the stakes for them. Um, the more deterrents that you use, the less likely a person is to rob your home, and I think that's the case for plagiarism as well. This is just one deterrent, and in this panel we'll be talking about some other ones. Uh, so I will cede the rest of my time, if I have any time left, to our other panelists. And I'll be glad to address any questions. Yes? Can I ask them now? Yeah. In-
0: right. so I just I have a very quick question. So do you... Um-
1: Do you take the papers, have you seen the papers before the student comes in, or are you seeing them for the first time when the student sits in front of you? Usually it's the first time. Okay, so you haven't controlled, that
0: was my second question. You haven't gone online and controlled the ones that you're a little bit suspicious about.
1: I could in theory, I don't know that I have yet. Okay. Um, I mean, previously, I do use... SafeAssign. Yeah. yeah. I do use SafeAssign frequently, so I sometimes you know have caught it even previously, and in that case, I would probably do it ahead of time. But um, in many cases, they haven't actually submitted it electronically yet, and so this is the first time I'm seeing it as the hard copy. That's a good question. Other questions? No, but I wanted, to, I did actually
0: want to make a comment because I feel like to go back to the question you asked earlier um, about how you present it. Honestly, I would say kids in the class, 98% of them are going to be delighted that you are doing, that we are doing something to prevent the cheating that they know is rampant around them. They are not gonna be offended or upset in any way. Not of you were suggesting that, but I think to say flat out, yes, I am doing this to really try to help you and mitigate cheating and all that. So I think that makes it, um, I think really most of them are grateful. And the ones who are cheating are unhappy, but, that's really what we want. <laughs> we want them
1: to be unhappy and not to do it, hopefully. So, um, yeah. We can yeah. assure them that they have nothing to fear. Absolutely. You know, if Doesn't you
0: work.
1: do your own work, this is a perfectly innocuous process.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yes.
1: Um, it's engagement. Uh,
0: all good. Okay. Is my... my yep yeah, it's up there. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to pull up uh, Deb's PowerPoint. You know, I, we have a colleague in the department who actually does his final exams. Um, it's not, so it's not, a, it's not a, um, a paper, but he does an oral exam for his final exam. And in some ways it's kind of similar. He's not trying to catch for plagiarism, but he is trying to see uh, whether or not they've done, um, you know, have they done the reading? Have they done the work for that course? Because it is a grad class. Well, I think he does it in grad and undergrad. For Rina. Oh okay. Um, did he do it in undergrad? He didn't do it for undergrad? Okay, so he might just be doing it for grad tests. You know, you don't quiz a lot. You don't necessarily. I mean, I do writing assignments, but that's. I teach one class a semester. It's easy enough to assign writing every week when that's the case. Uh, when you're teaching three classes, it's a little overwhelming. So um, yes, yeah, so if he does an old final exam in his office, same thing. It's usually about 15 minutes or so, uh, and it's a way to see whether they've actually done the work and reading that semester. So yeah. That's so much. It I, I, I taught for 15 years in Italy and did all undergraduates have a world exam. And, well and, said, and, yeah. and I mean, it took days yep. for us to do that. Yep. But you understand so much better if they get it or they don't get right. like it. Enough. Right. And they're not just regurgitating no, either. They can't. And how they many can't. of them can memorize a whole boatload of notes in a notebook and then just spew it back out again? Um, and then that's it, and then it's gone. So yeah, that's, it. that's yeah, that's another interesting tip. All right, so this is uh, Deb Zinicola. She is with the Ed Studies Department College of Education and Human Services. Um, and she also has some tips yeah, she's really been doing. I just wanted to know who's here, so. Oh, good
2: question. Is this still in school? Pamela?
0: Pamela. Pamela. Hi. Hi, I'm Dawn henry I'm just an adjunct from the Group. Uh, Great. That's English, yes. Never say just, sure. Dawn.
2: Just some tips I've from teaching here 21 years. Um, it's not like I read a whole bunch of stuff. I've been burned, and so um, in, as a result, um, I've come up with a couple things. Um, and one of them is change your assignments. Um, we have departmental assignments, and so they have to, in a way, stay the same. And what, what how I, we've been burned is the kids will turn in something from the prior year they, sororities and fraternities give them out, they save them, good papers, and they have them. And so how I, I recognized a bad paper that I had, I started to say, well, and I looked at properties and saw that they had, t- the person's, other person's name was still on it. So, and this uh, was in the freshman class last spring. So, sometimes we can't change our assignments, but you can change it a little bit enough so that if they use the prior one, you know. Um, and it's, you know, we all love our assignments, but I find that if you don't, then they're, they're right there. These things are right there for them to just take. Um, another thing is um, make it a safe assignment. <laughs> so Amy's going to show you how to do that. Because if it's a safe assignment, over time, you will see that you build a base of all the things that they've done with that assignment, so they can't take that other person's assignment. It's, it's already in the file and it'll show up as somebody else's paper. So, and it's not that hard to do, right, Amy? Right. So it's, um, it's, it helps us a lot. Um, and here's the thing that, I, that helps. Since we do have to keep the same assignments and we collect data on how they do on them, um, I have them start the assignment in class. So they start it, they choose, they have a selection of topics, they choose it, and they start writing the first paragraph. They start creating an outline and then I have them save that. So if at the end I get something else, it's pretty clear that's not where you started. Now we have to have a talk, all right? Um, And this was really important. I learned from the WAC workshops many years ago, writing across the curriculum, that if something is due in three weeks, the next week we have part of that due, and then the next week we have a draft, and then the next week it's due. you can see that it would be harder for someone to just take a product and then deconstruct it to do those parts. It's almost more work than just doing it. So um, this is, in education, we call it scaffolding, but it really keeps them on track so they're not the night before trying to construct something and it's probably not going to be that good. Um, Okay, so what happened with the two people that used somebody else's papers, I could see right away what they gave me was not what they started with. It wasn't what we had talked about, it wasn't where they had begun, so it was pretty clear um, that it wasn't their work. I also think it's really important if they share with each other what they're working on. So if somebody really isn't working on anything, um, you're walking around you kind of see that and to give them feedback. Look at that outline, look at where they're at and you can give suggestions. Not only does that prevent plagiarism but it encourages them to continue. It encourages them to um, to keep on in their own work. Um, and I think this is, uh, doesn't prevent plagiarism, but it will help you find out if it happened. Um, the day the assignment is due, maybe you ask for paper copies, some paper or a project. Also we ask for the electronic file copy um, because you can t- click file properties and right there it'll tell you when kind of when they started it, when they finished it, and it was theirs. For the most part, you get some information. We had that with the plagiarism problem this summer. The way we found out was through file properties. And then in the end, when the paper's due or the project, we all um, share something we learned around the room. The person who hadn't really done the paper had nothing to say. And it was sort of sad, um, but it encourages them to participate and have their own work when and that person that did that actually cried she said all these things that I had done made her feel horrible in class and she was really you know sorry that she had make, made that choice um, and this one is what I've tried to do in, in journey of transformation it's an undergraduate you know there's I don't know 25 sections of it and they do similar assignments Try to make your assignment so creative that it doesn't exist on the internet. It doesn't exist in anybody else's file box. Um, And so one thing I try to do is take one of the old text in Journey and match it with a film that just came out. And so this way you're less apt to have other things on the internet about that. Related to two things that you randomly selected. Um, So try to make it really hard to duplicate. And then finally, We learned, Mary and I learned this this summer at the Best Teachers Institute. Um, To get investment with students in a topic, have some choice for them. Um, Studies have shown that the more interested and engaged they are in the topic of the project or paper, the more apt they are to do it. They get enthused about it, they're excited to research it, rather than us just giving a topic. We're saying do a paper. Um, To have them really have a list of something to select from, um, and options in how to do it as well. So you can do a, a return paper, you can do a poster presentation, you can do, you know, part three. As long as you think these have the same amount of rigor and you make the criteria the same, um, some that really aren't enthused about a paper can still um, learn and share. Um, And the final thing, make sure that your assignment has value to the students. Our assignments have great value to us. We love our assignments, right? But does this, is this resonating with them And that one assignment that those students keep copying? I know they don't like that assignment. It's like one of those necessary evils um, in the discipline, but um, helpful feedback and encouragement along the way. Keep them keeping on if it's a long-term assignment. So that's, that's it. I don't know if any of you have any questions, but these are just things I've learned um, by getting things happening that you saw that they copied or they took somebody else's work. But just know that the sororities, the fraternities, and your prior students, willingly give them your assignments from the prior semesters. Um, The whole
0: sorority, fraternity file thing, I think I don't know. We always think of it as kind of a an urban legend and a Oh no, I haven't. No, so it's very yeah. much real and alive out there. So, and it's gotten better because they now have electronic access to things. It's easier to, share, yeah. it's easier to share and store. You must know all the websites they can
2: go to, and they actually get all your work, all the tests. You know, all your quizzes. We looked them up and we were in that workshop. where it's like, oh, I saw this College of Education things there. It's like, oh my, you know, like, and it wasn't from my class, but I, I was
0: thinking, I have to tell Person X that their stuff is up there. Well, um, Jim and I have been having this, well, Jim has been having it in this department recently, so, about places, sites like Course Hero and Shag. Yeah. So, I think this is another, faculty development workshop in the making, just because faculty have, many of us have no idea, no idea that our course materials are sitting out there. And, um, yeah, I have to say, this, the student who was doing it in this case uh, might have been just, I don't know, she just seemed incredibly dopey to me, frankly, <laughs> but then that could even be an act. She just, she seemed to be thinking, well, this is just a place I can keep stuff. Um, so it, yeah, but you're right, this stuff is out there and they're sharing it with one another or they're just emailing it to each other. Yeah. And Deb is right, the file, I would never have checked file properties before. And when we used it on this uh, plagiarism case, we were both on a, on a committee looking at a plagiarism. Um, uh, grievance. Yeah, grievance from the court. And it was the third person, Kelly Shea, who said let's look at the file properties. And since then she's also, what you can also see is who created the file originally. And students don't have any idea, and it's not changeable. So if Joe Smith actually wrote that paper, his name is going to be there. Except
2: if you copy and paste, then it's yours. Yes. And that's how they get away with it. Um, And if they know, 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 know. I never tell them how I caught them, I never say I saw it No, no, no,
0: don't tell them about the property.
2: Yeah. But they if they copy someone else's and paste it, it's their file, they created right. it, and, and you, don't, yeah. you don't get it. They don't think that. They true. don't. No,
0: no, they don't. And
2: what, what is it when it says shoe user, shoe user? It doesn't have their name on the file properties. Because they,
0: they, did, did, it on the, they did it on the network. A lab. on the lab. Or library. On the okay. Oh, library. Okay. Well, that also, you don't get yeah. their. But even if they are smart enough to know about copying and pasting, in all likelihood, they're not gonna do that. Until the morning that the paper is due, or so I think the dates will also. And I saw 2017 on the paper. Exactly. the 2018. Like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. If they're in a big hurry, they slip up something. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll show that paper having been created, started, and finished. That <coughs> so you know. Yeah. In the same minute. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They haven't been revising it or mm-hmm. working on it. So there are, and we did actually catch this student. She, it was really interesting the way it sort of unfolded kind of suspected, but we really didn't have any evidence. No I started digging into the, the time link chain on things. And I there's no way you could have done this. So anyway, bless you. Do you have any questions? Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. I just want to say how useful this is. Thank you. Um, because I just started with uh, my students' first years. And I gave them the first assignment, and they had to do some background research. And I'm amazed at how much information they just took and just
3: plunked into the essay and just whole paragraphs with, obviously not their work. Yes. And you know, no, not even focusing on the prompt anymore. Right. And
2: then not, you know, at They're not even resources. doing your assignment anymore. They're yeah, just, yeah I know. And, and they take huge chunks of quotes yeah. and fill up paper and space. Up, yeah. And when you do right. save the sign, you'll find out exactly where those, how much yeah. of those chunks. And they get the report. So they'll see a whole block of yellow. And then, whoa! Well, that whole thing—is it yours? It's okay to use some quotes, but not when your whole paper's filled with other people's writing. Right? The so. other thing too
3: is they'll—they'll they'll write and they'll copy the text from somewhere else. They'll put it into Google, Google Translator, translate it to a foreign country, yeah, and then translate it back to English, and that's a really to be paraphrasing.
2: So that comes up.
3: Oh, that's
0: very clever. Well, that's hysterical. They're working harder at cheating than yes, actually
2: rephrasing it themselves. Well oh, oh, That's hysterical. Amy, my gosh. you got, you got to go then. It's your yeah. turn. Because yeah. yeah. so, so well, you probably go. have 10,000 yeah. more tips. Right? Well, Amy is getting
0: set up. I'll just mention <laughs> that um, I didn't do a PowerPoint, and mine's just a Word document. So I'm just going to... Uh, Deb and I have uh, had some points in common. The one thing that we do in English, uh, many of us, is, um, and it's part of the way we teach 1201 and 1202. but teaching writing as a process. So I require that students submit uh, either a paper proposal or some sort of a pre-writing that they've done to begin with, and then the next step is usually an outline, and they cannot go to the outline until the first step is done, and they, and I don't do a lot of grading. I don't read it carefully necessarily. I want to know what they're writing about, but a simple check, check plus, check minus system. Uh, Again, we're not trying to add to the grading burden of faculty, but frankly, not only does this help prevent plagiarism, but the biggest cause of plagiarism is procrastination. They will wait and wait and wait. Most students do not want to plagiarize, it turns out, but they get caught up and they realize the paper is due and they just don't have the time to do it, so they, they they panic. So if you can make them do the steps Along the way, you also are less likely one to have them panic in the last minute. Two, you have a real feeling for how they write. If you don't have students doing writing during the semester till that paper is due or the final exam, and those writings are very different, those kinds of writing, then you you know you're almost asking for. And you're not going to be able to tell. Oh, wow, this doesn't sound like you know Jill. It's anyway. Um, but you also can catch problems. So when they have to do their topic, they can almost always find a topic then they can maybe come up with an outline. But by the time they have to hand you like the first page of the paper, and now you realize, okay, they couldn't find, or their bibliography, working bibliography, and they couldn't find any resources that made sense. Like, you can actually catch the panic moments before they lead to this thing that, you know, to this big mistake they're going to make, which, yes, can result in, um, we keep a file for our plagiarized papers in, for 1201 and 1202, actually for everybody, for the English department, it's electronic, and um, we actually did find somebody who had plagiarized for the second time and went back into my files, and there she was, had plagiarized already. So rather than just getting an F on that assignment, she got an F. She failed the class. We have a three-piece uh, process. The third piece is you get reported to the dean's office for potential expulsion. So again, we have that luxury because we have all those 12-1 and twelve-two 2 sections coming through our door. Uh, but. Um, Yeah, I think really, we're also, we are trying to help them, it's not the gotcha moment, which I know I'm hearing from Jim and Deb, we really are trying to make sure they don't get themselves in that position and we give them some tools. All right, so this is another tool, potential tool, so it is a way to catch them, but it's also a way they can check themselves. So I let Amy, this is my current course, and I'm using assignments, and I'm having the assignments go through SafeAssign, so...
3: So SafeAssign will check uh, a paper for the originality of it and match it to external sources, either at the institution um, at other institutions as well. Um, Because we've seen some file sharing across institutions, right? Two college friends going to school in the same program. So it's
0: matching it to published things?
3: Also unpublished papers? No, published with, so um, institutional papers here at the university. Okay, that we, we have an institutional database. So it matches against that. So every, every student that submits a paper to SafeAssign gets stored in an institutional database. Wow. There's a global database for all other institutions that are also using SafeAssign. Um, and then there's also ProQuest and your internet sources and, and regular Google searches and things like that, that SafeAssign will go out, check for matching, and then report back to you. And it gives you a percentage, an overall percentage. So first I'll show you how to create it. It's really simple. And even if you're collecting the papers um, in a hard copy, you can still have the students submit electronically. So under assessments, you're just going to choose assignment. You're going to put in the name of an assignment, the instructions. Um, any additional information that you need to provide to the students for completing it. You can even populate a due date. Um, the points for the assignment. And then under Submission Details, there's just a little check box here. That says Check for uh, Submission of Safe Assignment. Okay, These two um, options here is allow the students to see the report. Which I think is really good for educating the students to see how it would come up matching. And then if you didn't want to include the submissions in the institutional and global references, say it was a draft, and you're not yet want, you want the final copy to be added um, to those databases, you could check here. And then that's it really. All you need to do is hit submit.
2: So if you don't check allow students, only you will see it?
3: Yes. Okay. And you can go back and edit if you wanted to later on. Okay. Right? For the allow them to see it.
1: Able to show us what the students see when they do this? I'm sort of curious because I've always done the same assignment for me,
3: so I see the reports, but it never occurred to me to let them access the reports. Um, do they see the same They,
1: see the same they say the same thing. Yeah. And does it say uh, you know, submit here for safe analysis? So, you know, as a student,
3: analysis. say I'm going to submit. Did you do assignment five as analysis? Yes.
1: Okay. So I click here
3: as a student. They're going to see the instructions. Okay. They uh, see right here. By submitting this paper, you agree that you're going to have it stored as a safe assignment. All right. And then they attach their file. Okay. And then hit submit. When they want to go view it, they actually see this part of it, so they'll see their paper, the same view you have, okay. right? The paper and then their originality report over here. Okay. You. So you access this through the grade center. Is there a there?
0: Uh,
3: yeah. So this is the actual paper here. If you wanted to check the file properties, you could download the paper. Okay. Um, and that'll have all the uh, information in there. That oh, right. You were that talking cool? about who created it. If you click
2: on that case, then they just need to see what, where file properties is. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. sure we're assuming that. Right. This, this
0: paper had only 4%, 4% match. 4% match. Right. With, with something else. Which yes. Means, yeah. You know, yeah it's it's probably well, I'll show
3: you the report. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Really, when they start getting up into the 20s, <laughs> depending on the length of the paper.
2: But say the sign doesn't tell you if they cited it, right? just find out where it right. Came from. Right. right. So they could right. have cited it
0: Absolutely.
2: and,
3: and still matched yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 So you really do once you see that percentage of yeah. the, you in the look, corner. Yeah, you need no. to look. You, at you just click on that and you will get properties. Over here. all right, so, so let me go back. So I downloaded the paper.
3: So it's in a Word document now. Okay. Right. Create in the Word document. click on file. And then right here.
2: It just comes oh, right. up without doing anything. So this is when graduated. she
3: created it. Here's her name. When Who was the last person was that modified it. Uh-huh. And then.
2: So you're and, saying that if somebody else had actually written the paper originally. That, if they, that they, name. They yeah.
3: These names would be different. Yeah.
2: Different. yeah and
0: that's what, that's what happened to me. Five people. Yeah. Um, they names or know, last year's students. Unless they know uh-huh. a copy and paste it into another document. Which many of them don't know and even like the creation. So the thing that we, the way we caught the student was it was actually cheating at an exam and was claiming that she hadn't used the materials in the exam that we suspected she had. And we looked at the creation date and it was impossible. It was, uh, yeah, the the dates and times simply didn't match up with her story. And when we called her on it, she had to admit that she had in fact. She
2: literally uploaded a paper during the the exam and the time showed that during the exam she was using another source. Right, yes, so yeah. Because of the time, it was the time in the middle
0: of the exam, like you shouldn't be looking stuff up right. on, on an exam. Yeah, yeah, it was just obvious. But yeah, Deb's example is my favorite because she just pulled it up. Well, I don't know if you've ever had this example that when they, uh, pagination, so sometimes the name on the pagination will be hidden, um, there'll be a last name, page number, but if you print it out, if it comes out uh, or, and there are other situations under which and word it doesn't always show, but you can cause I've had yeah, a few yeah. so like turn it in you
3: would put you could put quotes at the top of the paper right. and the bottom of the paper and hide them in the headers and then turn it in with the, that's a whole citation right. and just ignore it right. so it would never get <laughs> searched for anything so there's all sorts of yeah
0: but I've had people catch students from like plagiarizing because they didn't realize that whoever they got the paper from, had pagination that included the last name because it was invisible. Yep. yeah, it's all hidden. And handed. then they print the paper out or whatever, and it's are not even paying attention. It's not on the first page, author, because they'll change that header, but the pagination on the subsequent pages will say, if that person's name is Jones, they'll say Smith, two, Smith, three. And they're, they're not looking at it, because they just print the thing out. Anyway, all kinds of dopey ways they can be caught. Okay. But hey, so yes, file properties is easy to locate. Yeah. Just
3: file properties. Right. Um,
0: Yes. Okay. So So then let's
3: take a look at the report. Right. Remouse is very... Yeah, it's a little wonky. Sensitive. So it'll tell you where in the paper... So here's the first source. This is what was matched. And then if you scroll down... You'll see it's from another student's paper. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> they all found these programs very frustrating. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and then it'll.
0: Yeah. And it's 4% because 4% it's a relatively year. short assignment. It's about 300 words. So. And yeah, then that's, that's it. It. really okay. it, there's nothing else. Yeah. So, no, but the
2: student didn't if, take it from somebody Oh, no, else's no, no. Page, but they're all saying kind of similar. Right. Okay. Exactly. Random batch. Exactly. It's, just, yeah. it means it's a general back. phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: and then if it was a, you could click on it and bring, if it wasn't anything but another student's paper. <laughs>
0: Welcome to my email
3: world. <laughs> you could click on it and actually go to the original source. So if they had found it somewhere in, in a ProQuest or, or library, library database, you could click on it and go to the actual original piece and see what it was. Yeah.
0: But you the, I mean, again, but you'll find titles, author names, sometimes really innocuous phrases. Being uh, used. Yeah,
3: sometimes citations will come up. Right. And the APA. Yeah. Do
0: we have to be in Blackboard to use this? I mean, is Blackboard the only way to use this Yeah, something?
3: right now, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's embedded in Blackboard. There are a few programs out there, but you would have to pay for them. Jim, the one you had mentioned. Um, yeah. I can't remember it either, and I just had some on my laptop. No, no, because I think so. Save a song, replace, turn it in for us. For right? us, yes. Yeah, no. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but but they are. This is free, and it's it's.
3: It's right there in your course. You can just yeah. have the students no, go right. and submit the it there.
0: too, and if it's a
2: draft, I have to do their drafts. Right. They can they can fix what was reportedly wrong. Right. Um, before they have the final. So in a way, it's a teaching tool. Oh, I
0: didn't realize. You know. You know. I forgot to cite that. Okay. Yeah, you did. Um, right. We take it out. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, it can. It can be a teaching tool. Used. Yeah. Yes. So that's really
2: safe. Aside. Hmm?
0: Yeah, but it is really easy. Um, so, uh, questions about safe aside. You I, know, what's funky for me mm-hmm. is finding
2: all the th- the reports. Right. Like it's easy to make the assignment and right. then when they come in, I'm finding it's like not user friendly where the report is versus where the paper is. so um, we, I sat with that a while.
3: So if you go to the Grade Center yeah. And then you just click on the down arrow and attempt. And then that'll bring up the student's paper and then the report.
1: There's another area where you can look at them all at once under the control panel?
3: Yeah, so that's, so under course tools, safe assign is here, but this won't give you the actual reports. This will just give you the percentages
0: Uh,
2: percentages of each each matching, yeah. check mark.
1: Yeah. The
2: report, right? I was going to say. I, yeah, because I mean, that's have, how I go in. Three courses with 36 students in each of my kids. Right. Yeah. Turning um, in papers, you know, and checking one by one. No, just look at the percentages. Them. And when you see something right. high, then you worry about yeah. it. So you can do that like like
0: she just did. Yes, yep. just exactly. Go to grade, yeah, it. so if you back, okay. go back, one no, screen. Um, same in sign it. in course tools. Yeah, so see the percentages. Right. I mean, you know. Even 7% is not high, 9%, what would you yes. say is kind of the main, have you any idea? Like 30s. To to yeah, I would say once you hit 20, again, depending on the length of the paper, if I saw 20% on a 300-word on assignment, I would be suspicious, because that's a fifth of a one-page, one-and-a-half-page assignment, that somebody may have gone online and found some information. But 20% on a 10-page research paper, it's probably titles, authors, and even some plot points, doing a literary analysis, character names, it's all gonna come up, because it's gonna, especially in certain contexts, right? Um, so-and-so is somebody's father, bang, that's gonna get highlighted, well, you know, there are bazillion papers that mention that. Um, so, yeah, I would say, it's, you, like on this, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about any of these. And, uh, I mean, I know this is not the most scientific approach, but. I know these students, too. so I also know that the one, for example, with 13 percent, there's just no way. You know, I know her. I know her work. Um, that what's probably happened is she's just been very um, meticulous about. It. She has quotations from the text and things like that. I might go in and look just because. I don't want to just assume, to assume that a student is not going to do something because I've had her and I know her and I like her.
2: It also doesn't tell like, you if the they cited the source. There. <laughs> right. There, <laughs> well, it doesn't tell you if they cited the source. Right. No, no. So no, it'll no. show she took a quote yes. and it'll light up in, yeah. in yellow or blue. Right. But there's the citation, so right. she didn't
0: do anything right. wrong. Right. Right. And once it's out of the realm of the general range of percentage, you'll see a spike and you'll go, like, uh huh, okay, that's a red flag. But yeah, I would, never, I would not go in and open any of those. Because but we were just
2: saying it's a deterrent. When yes. they know that they're safe aside, well,
0: that's true. Coming in the background. Right. It makes
2: them...
0: Uh, well, the downside, though, is I'm sure you've seen this too, Amy. So I, in addition to putting the quotation mark at the beginning and the end of something to so avoid getting caught, it, it's true that when they see that something has been flagged by safe to they can go in and fix it without really fixing it. Like it's still plagiarized and maybe the whole paper was plagiarized, but they are now given the tools to go and, and hit and pick up the hot spots that you might have caught. Most of them will not go to that trouble and they're so clunky, they're so bad at doing it anyway, that it's still Yeah, it's yeah, thought yeah, you're still gonna catch them ultimately if if they're doing that. But um So here's
3: um, You can click on it and then see what was updated. And here's the source. (laughs) Okay. Right. And then here's the link to go to the original. So we can click on that and bring it up. And then you can search. That's super wonderful. Yeah. For here. You have to do some digging through the original. Yeah. Yeah. So as I suspected, she
0: went right, she was using quotations right from the source because this is the kind of student she is. But, But you know, somebody else, might not. They might have just found that on their own and decided to pull from it. Is so can the
2: students um, use SafeAssign before turning in the
0: assignment?
3: Yes.
2: Yes. I do that. How do they, how do, they do that?
3: The, I mean, you can have multiple attempts for the assignment. So you can, again, you're going to create the... Um, so you're still going into the course, you're still, into the assignment? Yep. And you're still saying, check this for SafeAssign.
0: Yep. Oh, okay. But that, does that mean we see all their multiple attempts as yeah. well? Yeah. Okay. So if you do, like,
3: you'll see a every record. Them, yeah. Right,
2: two are drafting; the last one—that's the one. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. But they also know then that they're not going to be called on the first attempt or two. If it's a draft, they're allowed to use this system.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. You see, my weekly writings—I'm not using it that way. I haven't gotten to the final paper yet. I probably will do it. My weekly
2: writings are the ones that they were copying. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and,
0: uh, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, that's annoying to do every weekly writing in yeah. Safe Assign. But yeah, do it I, that I'm going to do it in the spring. The
3: other thing you can do is if you're, say you forget to turn on Safe Assign, you can submit just one student's paper up. Oh. So under Course Tools, okay, yeah. you're going to go to the Safe Assign area again, yeah. and there's this section called Direct Submit and you can click here. You have to have an electronic copy of the paper. Um, but you click on it and then you can upload um, the paper. So Submit paper. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And so then just upload it.
1: You can I add to that? Yes. Yes. It so I use this all the time, you can either do individual papers by like uh, copying and pasting into the box there. Here. Or if you put a bunch of papers into a zip drive, you can upload the zip drive. Oh. Right. And we'll do them all at
0: once.
2: Cool. And how long does it take to get it back?
3: It, depends, it varies. Yeah, it depends on the time of the semester, too. Right. So if it's during final exams, a lot more papers are got, So it's a little bit slower. Um, but their turnaround time has gotten pretty thick, and especially with the length of the paper, too. So, pretty so, it? so it could be anywhere days, from, weeks? no, it could be like from five minutes. to, like, a day.
0: day. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's fast.
0: Yeah, it's fast. And in most cases, I've never had to take more than a few minutes to do, but it depends on when. So, and the other thing that a lot of uh, our instructors in English will do is, even if they're accepting the paper uh, by paper and they want it in hard copy, just tell your students have to email it to you anyway. Because later on, then you don't have to pick and choose. Oh, send me your electronic paper, because I suspect you might have plagiarized. But if you have it as an, like, all you have to do is file it away somewhere, throw it into, I have um, an email folder for every one of my classes, so just throw it in there, um, because if it turns out you're reading this paper later, and you're like, oh, shoot, I'm pretty sure this is plagiarized. You don't have to write to this kid and say, can you send me electronic copy of your paper now, because then the bells go off, and... But and you got I it. I do doing an it in email. I
2: have a depository. Oh, in well, that's true. For yeah, friends. just and do it in right. Blackboard. Yeah. Assignment one, assignment two, assignment, yeah. assignment yeah. three. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't usually use Blackboard for assignments.
0: It's my first time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. So and then you, you, could, even, you don't even you have know, to so look at it. You log your email with these people. Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't have as many people as you guys have. A lot of people. Yeah, so
3: that was the first. So I'm just picking a page anywhere in Blackboard. Mary called it assignments. Right. Go down to assignment. And this is where you can put in the name, the instructions. You could even leave it all blank. Okay, you nice. could just put in assignment one. I, I do that. Yeah. 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 But then how do I get the, how do I get the, how
0: do I make that repository that she's talking
3: about? The, that, this is the repository, yeah. This is it.
0: This is it. It all just goes in. It goes and in one column. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when so you students, students
1: submit the
3: they? submit to Blackboard and it's all in one column. You
1: collect it through the, the grade center. Right. So, and you can download it. But
0: do you normally collect your papers in hard copy? Well, that's it. So you can put it in your syllabus. You must submit your papers two ways. I want it in hard copy, and I want it in Blackboard by the start of class time, whatever. Well, I do the journals. Yeah. Journal one, journal two, because it's yeah. really easy. They click on journal. Right. But I'm saying she just wants a place where they can store them. You never even have to look at yeah, the electronic repository. You can just say it needs to be in there. And when I go in, if I need to check it for something, better be there. Um, and You can put a penalty okay. on it, you know. I want it both ways, or you're losing a full grade. So
3: you know? you're you're already collecting the through the science this way. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I collect a uh, blackboard though. I mean um, journal-
0: journals. Journals, yeah.
2: And then if there's a suspicion, that's how I collect them. I, I uh, have yep. the copy. They have well, the copy.
0: Yeah, having it in electronic form makes it easier to check. On paperless, so everything. But if you never need to check, they sit here. They don't bother you. You're right. They're not clogging up your email. And then you know got something. I have a okay. So thank you, everybody. All right. thank, thank you. Take Deb. Deb. See you soon. Thank you. Take a muffin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take several muffins. Good. We're not sitting them the back. Doing something, you know. So, any other questions? You know, I have to say, I have not used this the first time this semester. I'm using Safe the Sign. I'm using it this way. Yep. Um, as a regular weekly thing. And mainly because of having this conversation with Deb and These weekly writings, I've been doing for years, and almost every semester, without fail, no matter what, I catch at least one person, person. plagiarizing. So, you know, last semester, I actually made it through the semester, I think. (laughs) I didn't catch anybody, Uh, but this time around, I just thought, you know what, I'm not not dealing with this. Let them know, it's going through state design. I have a mixed group of grads, undergrads, history, English. I know some of these students, and they don't know me. So, So, um, you know, I felt it's easier enough to go in and grade. It's very quick. Again, these are the the weekly writing assignments. Um, The paper, I'll have them put in there, Um, but, um, yeah, Yeah. I I haven't done that before either, so we'll see how that goes. So, but I think all these techniques, this is just one way to do it. Um, Knowing how they write is a huge part of catching people, I think. And you know, we're not trying to catch them, but I think to tell them at the beginning, see they don't get this either. How many times have you had a student, you've tell, told a student, I could tell this wasn't your writing. They're mystified. Well, first of all, because they're such terrible readers themselves, that they don't pick up nuances of vocabulary, of rhythm, of tone, right? They're just, they're oblivious, most of them. Especially freshmen, undergraduates, whatever. And even graduate students. Um, very often, project analyst, She's a creative creative writing. She does all this stuff. But um, yeah, and you'll take them, it doesn't sound like you. So, but if you're not reading their writing on a fairly regular basis, you're not. You have no idea what they sound like. And so that's another way they can get away with stuff because you don't know them. Yeah.
1: Another more general tip. Yeah, Since sure. We're about these things things. Um, this doesn't do anything anything to do with oral defenses, but. Um, consider requiring that they submit their work in a particular font. Um, uh, In particular, a serif font, uh, so Times New Roman. Uh, So I tell them I accept all fonts, but all of them receive 50% credit except for Times New Roman, which is enough incentive for them to do that. And one reason for that is just easier to read. Another reason is that when they copy and paste from Mm -hmm. an external source, for whatever reason, word changes the quote marks from curly quote marks to straight quote marks. So when you're reading it, you can see where they've copied and pasted in many cases. it's a nice red flag. And they, they won't, won't do that if it's in Calibri. Right.
0: And they won't go back and check because their eye is not usually no. in, attuned enough. They and, and they wouldn't know how to strip out the formatting and right. do all that. The other thing, and this has nothing to do with plagiarism, it has more to do with cheating in terms of paper length, is you, you know that students can um, increase the size of punctuation, right? And it actually increases the length of the paper fairly substantially on like an eight to 10 page paper, it can add a full paragraph, double space, if not more, More. by changing the period from 12 point to 13 point. And that's what they'll do. They'll go in, select, change all the periods. 14 is usually pretty visible to you, but 13 is not. That's why I do track changes now when I grade all their papers. I do it electronically because I start to write, usually right after the period, I'll have something I want to say, and it will pick up the 13th. The very first time I ever quote somebody, I was like, what the hell just happened here? I was like, the type is so big because the period is minuscule, but the the font is suddenly bigger than the other font of the paper. And I realized-
3: because it, it, it expands the space so then everything moves down, yeah. so you, you could get yeah. almost it six, takes a, a more, half
0: of a page. Yeah, it takes up more space online. I know, they're incredibly good. I often so say if they spend as much time doing the work as they spend figuring out how to cheat, it could be brilliant, some of these people. I know, it's insane. But, but, and they'll do it with other things too, you can do it with other forms of punctuation. Periods are the most common. common. That's the easiest. Yeah, and they're small. They it's not it's not as visible to the naked eye. It's more obvious with quotation marks, with semicolons. So anyway, commas they can do too. So I know it's crazy stuff. Um, but again, I think if they know that you know that stuff, it tends to also be a, a deterrent. I know all you know. I've seen a billion different ways to do this, and that is a form of cheating of saying I wrote a. Uh, you know, an eight-page paper, and it's really only a seven-and-a-half-page paper, especially if you're, you know, saying that that's a minimum. I not make it a minimum, kid. So anyway. <laughs> All right. So um, any other questions or comments? I think it was very Thank you. Thank very you, Jim. Thank you, Amy. Thank you both for coming out on this terrible rainy day. I appreciate it. And um, this is very helpful. Um, so um, I think Maybe we could post your little PowerPoint things